Tanya for the 18th of Shvat, but first the story. A Jew once came to the Kotzke Rebbe in, with an extreme amount of pain, and he told the Kotzke Rebbe that he's suffering from pride, and no matter how hard he tries to get rid of it, he can't get rid of it. And he, he was devastated. And the Kotzke Rebbe told, the, told this Jew, you know what, stay in my room, take a seat in the corner of the room, and, and wait there. And so this Jew... Um, sat in the in the Kotzkerebbe's study, and the Kotzkerebbe told the Shamash, let the next person in. And so uh, the man came in, and the man told the Kotzkerebbe that he's extremely poor, he needs to marry off his daughter, and he, has li- he literally doesn't have a penny to his name. Could the Kotzkerebbe help him out? And the Kotzkerebbe thought for a while, and then the Kotzkerebbe turned to this man and told the man, man, um, 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 you know, stranger, could you please... Um, help out this this other stranger, you know, the, um, help him out. And the person that was suffering from pridefulness said, I don't have any money. I, I wish I could help, but I don't have any money. So Kotzkerber said, okay. And the Kotzkerber took money out and the Kotzkerber helped him out. And then another person came in and the person had a very complicated halachic problem. And the 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 Kotzkerber listened to the entire halachic problem and then he turned to the man that was suffering from both bo- um, pride, pride, and he told him, could you please help this man out? Give him the answer to the halakhic question. And the man said, I'm not a rav, I don't know the answer to this question. And so the Kotzkerebbe said, okay, and the Kotzkerebbe gave the answer. And then a third person came into the room after, after the second man had left, and he said, I have, a bi- I have a business problem. I don't know what to do. It's a very complicated business situation. He explained the, the, the comings and the goings, and the Kotzkerebbe turned to this boast, the man that was suffering from pride, and told him, do you know the answer? And of course, this man didn't understand the intricacies of the business question, and he said, I don't know the answer. I, I'm, I don't have a talent for business. So the three men left, and the Kotzkerebbe turned to, turned to this man that was overly proud and says, I don't understand. You don't have any money, you have no ability to, to learn Torah, and you have no business ability. What exactly are you pride, what, what exactly are you prideful for? The, the Tanya right now is giving a shift in perspective. If we're able to shift our perspective and not think about things in the traditional sense, the way, you know, challenges are challenges and, and try, and we try so hard to connect to God and not to be disconnected from God, but you just realize how far you're willing to go and how, how small the issue is in front of you compared to that. We're willing to lay down our lives to, 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 to sacrifice our lives to God. And a tiny little moment, whether in positive, or whether in negative, and the negative we already discussed, and the positive we're going to be discussing today, those tiny little moments compared to the to the big picture are really absolutely nothing. So awakening, um, you know, uh, the ability to connect to God, like the person's ability to wake up, you know, he, to, to destroy his pride, it's not such a big leap when you put it all in perspective. We spoke about um, we spoke about negative. A person controlling himself in regards to negative, but in regards to positive, to strengthen a person, to have determination in a, in a person's heart, to be able to um, muster that fortitude, to be able to do positivity in your life. A person, when it comes to good, what's stopping a person from doing good? Technically, a person should be doing good all day, but that that element of of dust of earth in the person's soul that tells the person animalistic soul that tells the person you know what 
You're fine. Just be lazy. Don't do it. Makes you slow and sluggish. That's what's getting in the way of you doing positive. Technically, you'll be giving stuck all day. You'll be doing, uh, davening with, with alacrity. And you'll be doing all, all the wonderful mitzvahs with so much passion. But that earth element within the soul is what slows you down. When a person realizes he's willing to give up his life, he's able to counter that and say, well, why am I being sluggish? I'm, I have so much determination hidden inside of me. I just need to fire it up. And that's all. So where the, the 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 slow the slowing down and what's stopping you from having that extreme exertion to be able to do what Hashem wants, that's that's the earth element, and a person is able to counter that. For example, learning Torah with 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 um, diligence and with your mouth. That the Torah shouldn't stop. We remember the very beginning of the Tanya. First Tanya, we quoted Rabba, who literally the angel of death couldn't conquer him because he was continuously learning Torah. That's what's expected from us to continuously have this this involvement in Torah and mitzvahs and davening all day. How are you able to have such a um, fortitude to be able to do that? You why you power up your godly soul and you you counter that laziness that that earth like quality negative quality within one person's soul a person always has to put himself to Torah like an ox with a yoke on top of him or the donkey with a load on top of on, on top of the donkey and so to devotion and prayer that person prays with all of his might that takes a lot of energy to pray with all your might to do it for a minute when you're inspired fine when you're having a difficult day um strengthening yourself and, and, and focusing yourself is very, very difficult. Or, for example, in money-related um, um, activities, giving tzedakah with your money. It's very difficult. A person says, I worked hard for my money, I don't want to part with my money. How does someone not... Yesterday we talked about negative, keeping away from negative, but how does someone spur himself to positivity and you know break through that earth-like laziness or or satisfying feeling where you're like i've done enough or you know i'm not in the mood or i don't want to move quickly today it's very difficult and all of these type of examples i'm just giving you a few examples of course all things that make a person cold and all the things that make a person um, um not so excited excitable these things are getting in the way of his service of God. That person should stand against this and conquer it. It's very easy. Remember, that's that's what this is. This the chapter eighteen to twenty-five, which we're finally finishing. We're well, not finishing it today, but we're we're involved in today. Is all to explain why it's very close to a person. Close, we already explained. Why is it close? Because a person can think with his mind, power up his heart, and that's it. Deep meditation. Powering up actual emotions, or at least a, at least an agreeableness that he says, "I agree, this is the way it should be," but that's not easy. And everyone understands, you know, that's for a, a more elevated soul. But why is it easy? Explain that because all you need to do is remember how far you're willing to go. You're willing to lay down your life for God. Okay, you can't. You, you're not in the mood of davening. You say, "I can't. I can't just try a little harder." You can. It's easy. Why is it easy? Because look how far you're willing to go. The Asura miss of Lapik of Lassois. It's much easier than dying. So, 
to, to make yourself um, push a little stronger. It's a lot easier than laying down alive. I would be willing to do so much. I mean, to lay down my life in order to not go against and bow down to an idol. I'm not willing to push myself a little further. And so how much more so a person should do this tiny little action with excitement in order to connect to Hashem forever. Because when a person does a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah forever. Now, as we already mentioned earlier, and that's why this whole discussion we had earlier on was so critical, because it gave us the, the groundwork, it gave us the foundation block to understand what happens when we do a mitzvah. When we do a mitzvah, we're channeling the divine will of God. It's such powerful, potent energy, and a person that's doing a mitzvah in that moment, what he's doing is absolutely tremendous. But says al it's not only in that moment. And when there's no concealment, when a person doesn't have ego, and a person's just channeling a mitzvah, channeling Torah, channeling prayer, in that moment, him and God are fused in an incredible connection. And the person, his divine soul, and his animated soul, and all the garments which he's involving himself in the mitzvah, his thought, whether he's thinking, as we mentioned earlier, we went through them all, and the speaking, speaking, speaking good things, and action, doing a mitzvah, putting a coin in a tzaka, whatever it is, that is all unified with God in a complete unity. And now what's interesting is, not only when a person does that unity, and a person should be cognizant of this when he's doing the mitzvah, not only is that unity happening when he's doing it, that, for example, let's make it really practical. A person's putting a coin in the tzedakah pushka. Right now, in that moment, his hand and himself, and as Alter was going to say later on, and his soul and his portion in the world and all the Jewish people are all elevated, but he himself right now in that moment is bonded so deeply with God, bonded with the will of God. Not just connected to God in a superficial way, he's, con- he's connected to the will of God. Might be different than Torah, as we explained, but he's connected with the will of God. He's doing what God wants, so he's connected to the will of God. But also, but this connection that a person has with God in the moment that he's doing a, a mitzvah above, who that connection, that mitzvah lasts forever. That person does a mitzvah, that mitzvah continues. That, that, that light of the mitzvah continues uh, uh, later on, which we'll say. person wants to nourish himself in that light. God is higher than time. When a person can, does a mitzvah, a person puts a coin in Sarakabushka, what he's doing is he's not connecting to God as he is below time. He's connecting to God and the will of God, which is so much far higher than any form of constraints, time constraints, and place constraints. Which means a person does a mitzvah, he's like, well, I'm done. <coughs> And he goes about his day, but that mitzvah continues to shine forever. And it never stops, never dims. It's something that lasts forever. Because he's connected to God on a level so much higher than time. When a person learns Torah, exactly the same thing happens. A person connects to Hashem, not in a regular world-like experience, but there's, there's that too. But there's also a higher world experience that's going on, that a person's connecting to Hashem in a level that's so far beyond time, so far, so far higher than any constraints that 
our limited experience has. So we learn a little bit of Torah. We go about our day having breakfast and doing whatever else we need to do afterwards. And what's still happening is that Torah, that Torah connection our person did in the higher world continues and never stops and never dims like the Sukkim that Altar ever quoted. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya Zalil Nisha Shashnawa Yavcham Nilin Solon and Nisalakon Zuchas Sharitza Sheshbul Nilin Kamun Nilin Fu Shlama Brahman Hamish will see us there with Shaman Shaman Sorry Kiel Bahamish and Brahadari left of Liba and his Belay and Lemonats and Nunats and Fu Shlama have a wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much.